Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. With me today is Trevor, and we're going to talk about the boys' television show, and we're going to talk about the difference between the book and the TV show. And there's going to be spoilers, so I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. My guest today, once again, is the amazing Trevor. Amazing, huh? Yes, amazing. Hello, I am the amazing Trevor. <laughs> I was going to stop. I am the stupendous yuppie. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say something with a T, an adjective for your name, so it'll start with a T. Terrific. Terrific works. What else? I mean, I can't think of nothing else. <laughs> Uh, troublesome. <laughs> oh, yes, you are trouble. You are some trouble. Terrorizing? No, no, no. You're not that fearing at all. You don't, You can't terrify nobody, Aww, man. I'm just like a cute little puppy. Well, Trev, I'm glad you're back, man. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy doing these. Uh, I'm always enjoying doing with you, man. So, um, I think we was talking about doing a complete review of The Boys, I'm going to let everybody know this is going to be spoilers. So we're going to de- dig into it, you know, um, the comparisons with the book and the movie. I mean, not the movie, but the TV show, stuff like that. So Trevor finally finished watching the last two episodes. It was le- I watched the whole thing in less than a week. I mean, come on. <laughs> give me credit. <laughs> yeah, you've done a good job, man. Oh. I usually been watching something in like one or two days, man. I actually watched it for four days. Yeah. I had I have a lot I had a lot going on this week and I had my kids over the weekend so I could only watch it like I shouldn't have watched it but I could only watch it like late at night. Bad dad. <laughs> Luckily, they were all in the other room playing like Roblox and stuff. So. <laughs> okay. So, um, Trevor, I know you never read the book, the books at all. Well, I mean, I hadn't before. I borrowed right. yours the other day, and I think I'm in like chapter nine or ten. Right, right. So I'm in like the second arc. Uh, just to check it out. So I had some reservations. No, I had some knowledge going in Not reservations. I was curious what the show itself was going to be like after reading the book. Yeah. Cause you know, your taste in comic books is so totally different from my taste. Of yes. books. You know, and I know you don't read those types of books. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, here's, here's what I'll say about the comic book series is that it's very violent. It's got like a lot of sexual content and stuff like that, but like in a violent, not sexy way. Yes, I kind of agree with that. But yeah, the based on just the comic, yeah, I probably would not have continued watching or continued reading the comic. But the but when I saw the trailers for the the show, it looked pretty good. So I was like, well, at least give it a try. Right. I'll check it out. But. Yeah, my thing with the um, with the comic is that I don't mind the violence. It's obviously like a satire on the whole superhero mythos and everything. But the person who's writing the Garth Ennis because that's his type of that's writing. His thing. Like, what was that one with the the lady prostitute who became oh, a superhero? Oh man, that's, I like that one. The, <laughs> the pro, the, the pro. Yo, I that rec- one was funny, but that's it's that's still kind of on that borderline where it's like. If I wasn't reading this for free, I probably wouldn't be reading it. It actually was a one-shot, so, I mean, uh, yeah. it wasn't really an ongoing series. Right. Shout out to um, Garth Ennis for that um, <laughs> that book. I got it. I, it, it, it was, <laughs> man, dude. <laughs> we were having sessions. Shot the condom, Yeah, it's, it's like Superman shooting the, yeah. <laughs> he gives him a blowjob, move your head. <laughs> he blows out the... <laughs> He shot a plane down, didn't yeah, he? He blows out the roof and it knocks a plane out of the sky. And he has to go, he has to go save it while holding it with no pants on because he was just getting a blow. So that is the type of rider he is, man. So yeah, he yeah, super sperm, right? Super sperm. We are going off topic, but that's funny. But yeah, but that's the type of writing he does in his books, though, man. Right. And so it has like a lot of aspects that are pretty good. I like the idea of it. That yeah, that super that superheroes, they're all clean cut in the front, you know. But then, 
in their downtime when no one's paying attention, oh, all the crazy shit the, they're getting up the, to. The debauchery and right, the craziness which, of it, man. Which makes sense because the power gets to you. It goes right. to your head. And when you can do anything, who's going to stop you? Right. So my thing is after reading the book, you know, because I, I didn't finish reading the book. I mean, to the end, I'm going to go back and read the end of it and everything like that. But trans, you know, transferring back to, I mean, going back to the um, TV show, there's... um. I kind of like the comparison and the, the, how they didn't use much in the comic book right. at first. They did something totally different in the TV series because I think if they actually did the stuff that they did in the book, oh, my God, man. Yeah. It was, it's over the top. It's, right. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in the book. So, I can, it was like I said before, somebody else is kind of tamed a little bit. But I think we were talking about this in the car Amazon had a scene, and um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want you to go ahead and explain right. it. There's still there's still a lot of crazy scenes, but apparently the director writer of the show was saying that there was one scene that Amazon said, "Nope, cut it. It does not go into the show," and that apparently had some had it uh, had Homelander, which is stand, the main character. Yeah, well, he's the um, the main superhero mm-hmm. who's. He's pretty much like Superman. So he's invincible. He's got laser eyes, x-ray vision, etc. But he's a dick. But yeah. Well, he comes across as like he's America's hero. You know, he's kind of like Captain America in, you know, in the marketing way that they they brand him. Right. And, you know, that's how he acts. He's very charismatic. He's, you know, I love you. I love the America. I'm, you know, etc. But then, yeah. He's just kind of a petulant uh, asshole <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, in, yeah. in real life. But uh, apparently there was a scene where he was standing on either the Empire Strikes Build, uh, <laughs> Empire Strikes Building, or was a Chrysler. Star Wars getting to me. No, the <laughs> the Empire State Building or the Chrysler Building. I don't remember which one it was. And he was basically just jerking off just while standing there and just like comes all over the city. <laughs> Little sound effects, there, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Amazon was like, no. No, cut it. Cut it. <laughs> yes, but that would be in the book. That would definitely be in the book. I am sure it would. It would. So I mean, yeah, I understand, man. For but for for um, storytelling, I think it wouldn't been well at all. It, it wouldn't been. I good. don't. I don't think it's necessary because we already get the type of character that he is. Right in the in the scenes. Um, so you don't really need something blatant where he's just like. I can do whatever I want. This is my city. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessary. <laughs> we we already get who he is. Yeah, man. But I like the um the casting he did um uh, with the um characters. I I thought everybody in the show was great. Right. I thought they all did a great job. I think um Carl Urban. I'm saying this right. Mm-hmm. He had a, did a hell of a job playing Butcher, man. Yep. And Butcher, even the guy who played Huey, which by the way, Jack Quaid. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Quaid and um Meg Ryan's, Ryan's son. son. Right. Yeah. And um, he did an excellent job, man. He was more human. You feel this pain, man. Yeah. The what he's been through. He's like, y'all, y'all, you killed my girlfriend. I mean, I want some um, reper- um repercussions, repercussions behind this. I want some justice. Right. And which he didn't get it because, once again, corporations. Right. So we'll, we'll yeah we'll probably get into the yeah. plot first right, right, right. and then to kind of introduce so. it. But a quick note on the casting, though. I do love that they cast Simon Pegg as his dad. Right. Because if you've read the book or seen, you know, the comic, you'll know that the character of Huey is, is based. Yeah. He's pretty much a spitting image of Simon Pegg. Yes. Yeah, so so it's it's quite obvious. I think he aged but, out. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Simon Pegg is too old to play the, you know, the young kid <laughs> just entering this world of, you know, what superheroes are like. Right. So they obviously were like. What can we do? Let's get him as the dad. That's right. <laughs> and I mean, Simon he, Pegg played along. And he did That's an excellent great. job playing the dad. By yeah. the way, was not in the book. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't not met the, the, book. the dad at all. So I figured the they just had to get it, some link to Huey. Right. You know, in order comic book nerds. Right, to no. be like, oh, it's Simon Pegg. I know why they got him. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, oh, yeah, they got him for that. Right. So I know you mentioned the plot. So, you know, I'm going to go back to the plot. of right. um, the, so Let's give the basics. The basics here. of it. Like you said earlier, it's, it's about the superhero um community is actually run by a corporation called vault they they answer to them right and mostly heroes have sponsors and stuff like that and and you know like you said and but you have this guy named billy billy butcher he knows the truth about behind the heroes 
So he is more of um he has a grudge against all soups. He called them soups. Soups, yeah. And um so what happened is Huey Huey is our main protagonist. If you per, per se at this point, he's the main person. Yeah. And um A Train was another soup. <laughs> oh God, that dude there, man. So Huey um talked to his girlfriend at the time and uh, all of a sudden all you see is blood splattered everywhere, right? Is blood and everything in slow motion, and you see body parts. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Body parts everywhere, blood on his face, and you see this soup named A Train. So I gotta go. I gotta go. He's, he's A Train is basically the speedster. He's the like the Flash, Flash or Quicksilver in this yeah. universe. He's the fast guy. So you know, and all the all of this, you know, he's he's in shock and stuff like that. So the incident happened. They come to Huey. They want to put everything under the rug. You're gonna sign this weight. I mean, this um, confidentiality. Paper. Right, so that he doesn't say talk about it in the media and stuff like that. And they'll give him like forty five thousand dollars, right? And, yeah, you know, which the reason it seems like it's so low is because he wasn't actually family; he was just that's a right. boyfriend. Right. Um, but come, to, it seems it's like in real life, you know what I'm saying? What's going on in our our life today? Right. That you know these big wigs and corporations pay them off, pay them off, silent, right? Yeah, you know we that got that going on. So that's that's the whole premise so far. You know we gonna pay you pay you this. You don't say a damn thing. It's gonna happen because it's a bad publicity. I mean, it's bad press. Period. Right. Point blank. And uh, we get to that point, then you meet Butcher, and Butcher, <laughs> God. He know he's asking Huey about this and that, and he said, "You want to come with me?" He said, "Who are you?" And he don't know who he is. And all of a sudden, he finally walks with Butcher to this club. This is when all the shit just got like, okay, it's blowing his mind. Huey's mind. You see, heroes in there floating in the air having orgies. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. And that's that's reminiscing me of reading the book. That's what I remember in the book. Right. And you got this guy like Mister Fantastic. Uh, he's, well, he's, yeah, yeah. Well, in in the show, at least, uh, I don't know if he's shown up in the comic. I don't really remember, or I haven't gotten that far. If he does, but basically, he's like the um, Elastic Man. Well, yeah, he's he's Elastic Man. That's his power. But he's basically like a. Um, I'm trying to think who's the you know like the ordained. Oh yeah, he's one of those um, Christian. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Texas. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Falwell. Uh, yeah, no, Jerry Falwell is it? Something no, like that. Yeah, he he has these followers. No, not Jerry Falwell. But yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah he's basically he's like you know, God you know come to God he'll save you blah blah you know that's that sort of um, inspirational speaker for God that but he's in this club and he's basically getting a blowjob from a dude and then he stretches himself to two other guys and he starts like making out with them and I think giving them hand jobs or something. No, so, it was crazy, yeah. dude. It was just crazy. So man. obviously he's the hypocritical, you know, Christian who, you know, preaches against gayness but he's clearly gay himself, you know. Right. And so we see all of that and he was blown by this. He's like, "Wow." Not literally blown. Not like not he ain't blown. Not but, like not like the the minister guy is getting. Yeah, his mind is blown. <laughs> he's not getting the blow, a blow a blowjob, okay? His mind is blown. But um, he was just baffled about all of this, right? So he actually goes in the club. He goes to this camp, this TV monitor. He's talking. He see A-Train. And A-Train talking about, yeah, man. He said, I killed that bitch or something. Yeah, you know what he said? I killed that bitch. Yeah, he's like, I killed that bitch. Yeah. I, actually, I actually swallowed one of her molars by accident. And they're Yo. all, like, laughing at it and stuff. And so at that moment. Right. So he, he clearly... Even though he apologized on TV and said, you know, he's sorry for this terrible accident and he's, you know, he feels for the families and blah, blah, blah. It's obviously he doesn't give two shits about this person. No, he really don't. But I, you know what? And going off the topic off of Huey, I always also like the way they kind of had everybody had a little story went through the whole series. You know what I'm saying? Butcher had his past and he didn't want to talk about it. Huey had his stuff going on. Then you have... um. <laughs> Frenchy, Frenchy. Mm-hmm. I like Frenchy, dude. I do like Frenchy. Um, Frenchy. Then I'm, I'm going ahead. Then you have this the Asian lady who, by in the book, called Woman, the but they fe- actually gave the her female. Yeah. yeah, they actually gave her a name yeah. in this TV series. Right. In the book, they call her female. And yeah, she's just the female. Yeah, and so they never gave her a name. And but in the TV series, they gave her a name. Uh, what was Kimiko. It? There you go. You better off than me telling them words. <laughs> So, I mean, in all, man, I, I think um, the first episode, when I first watched the episode, I said, this is good. And from then on, I said, I just, it got better and better. 
And as the as the um, episodes kept going, it's gotten better. Agreed. So, so the thing I like about the show is that, and this is kind of the difference between like the comic book and the show, is that. The comic book, when it comes to the superheroes, it's just flat out. The superheroes are clearly the villains. Right, you know, they right, have right. this they have this facade in public where they're like the good guys. They save the world. But then they're complete and total dicks that, you know, go around raping and killing and not giving a two shits about anybody, you know, in their private lives. It's very black and white. Right, right, right. The nice thing about the show is that they flesh out the characters a lot more. And they throw in this whole idea of this company that sponsors them. And they're basically – they're the superheroes, but they're also the movie stars. So it kind of plays with the whole the MCU. MCU you oh, know? right, yeah. It's like the movie – they're in the movies playing themselves as superheroes. Right. And they're the brand and they're doing marketing and you know all this other stuff. That reminds me of Teen Titan Go. <laughs> Remember that Robin wanted to be in his own movie? Robin wants to be in his own movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, it's got that whole thing where they're a brand. And that's the thing. They're a public persona, and then it it plays into this whole thing that if you have to play this persona, this character that you've been branded as, when you know how much do you give up your own morals to bend to this, and how much you know what of you is real and what of you is no longer real? And we did with that with Starlight, and you know, with right. her with her morality. Right. And, her and so Starlight is our our introduction into that world. Starlight herself is a superhero, right? So she's like a, a superhero from like Ohio or India, Iowa, Iowa, yeah, Iowa. Um, and and she do there. This the, there's a bunch of different superhero groups around the world, you know, right, kind right. of like you know if you think of Marvel, like there's the X Men and the Avengers and the whatever. Well, so the Seven is like the big like the know, Justice League. Yeah, they're like the Justice League, the Avengers. Right. They're like the big king. You know, you want to be part of this team, right? So they're doing tryouts because you know they want they need to fill a position of someone who they said is retiring. Um, we're not lamplighter lamplighter. Yeah. But given that I don't think that's what happened to him in the comics, something different, something could come back around with what actually happened to him. It may not just be simple retirement. Oh, in any case, there's a slot that needs to be filled. And so she, uh, auditions for it and she gets the call and she's called up to the big leagues basically. Right. And, you know, that was the big thing. She was always admiring the Seven and things like that. Right. Just like everybody else. They, she loves the superheroes. She admires them. And, you know, she wants to be a hero. She's a, she's a true, not naive, but she's, I mean, she's kind of, she's just a very, you know, down-home, you know, girl. She's just kind of family values, kind of from a religious family, that sort of right. thing. And I want to go back to you talking about the branding part. Mm-hmm. about um, the heroes of Vault. That's the name of the company. And I want to go back to the part when they win the collateral damage. I remember Butcher was telling him what you think, what they do when you, all this collateral collateral damage happened. You know, you never hear all about what happened. Right. Because they got to protect the brand. Right. So if they figure and find out that many people died like this, they were looking bad. The company looked bad. That's like anything. Like, for instance, I'm going to give an example if you say an athlete done something wrong and he's getting allegations and stuff like that and you got to settle on out of court, you know, you want to, you don't want your reputation looking bad, you know, so you got to keep it on a hush. And that what has, Vault has been doing for the brand of the, for the heroes. Right. And, and that's, that's the exact parallel is like, they are basically these, you know, the superstar sports stars or the, you know, the big name actors. That's what they are in this universe. So it's right. the same thing. It's all about the public relations spin. They did something bad. You try and like spin it or hide something or sweep it under the rug right. so that the public doesn't get wind of it. Yeah. You know, so um, Elizabeth Shue character was great at that, man. Right. So basically, yeah, she's. She's in charge of – she's one of the PR people for right. um, the company, one of the big wigs, and Homelander himself is one of her day-to-day, you know, specific uh, people that she she runs. But back to Starlighter. Right. Starlight. Starlight, sorry. She comes into the Seven 
and comes into a rude awakening. <laughs> so yeah. in the comic, it's a little bit worse. Whoa, but yeah. basically, she comes in, and then you know the deep is uh, he's, he's the Aquaman. Yeah, he's the Aquaman of the group, and he's like, you know, hey, I'm the they're they're lo- alone together in like the the main uh, meeting room, yeah. Room. And uh, he's like, hey, I'm like the number two on the team, and you know, et cetera. And well, she admits that she had a crush on him, you know, growing up and stuff like that. He, he and uses so that. He really- uses that to be like. Oh, I'm the number two on the team. So anything I say, you know, is I've got their ear and, you know, you could be out of here quick. Do you really want to be part of the seven? And then he drops his pants and basically, basically coerces her into giving him a blowjob. Right. <laughs> but yeah, and that, that is tame, like I said once before. Yeah. And the book, it was totally In the different. actual book, it was Homelander home, first. first. Yeah. And was... then two others came in and joined. Yeah. And they, like, yeah, they basically forced her to give them all blowjobs. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. So um so she gets into this situation where it's constantly how much of herself and how much of her values and wanting to be a superhero, an actual person who saves people, how much of that does she want to give up to stay in the seven, to to become popular, to become one of these superheroes and and so those are the questions that she has to ask herself. And so it's a nice little conflict. I like the way they play that. Yeah. And then, of course, they show that a lot of the other members of the Seven did the same thing. Right, because I'm a, and another member of the Seven is A-Train. And he wants to be the best. He yeah. wants to be the best. He wants to be the fastest man in the world. Right. So he pushes himself really hard, and he ends up becoming like a junkie. A junkie because it's one of the things that comes into play is this – drug called compound v right which is basically what creates superheroes and of course if you are a superhero it just kind of jacks you up it's like it's like super steroids yeah super steroids yeah what it is so yeah so he's a junkie on that because he wants to be at the top he wants to stay the fastest he want you know he has this need and this is what i was talking about each character has their own art within the tv series right and in in the book i mean they may later because like i said i'm only at like chapter 10 right in the book it's like they're just all evil dicks yeah that's basically (laughs) all i've seen so far but this it kind of gives them a human perspective that you're like like, let's take the deep, for example. You're right. Okay. So the deep, we hate him at first. He's a total dick because, you know, he's like, but you said you had a crush on me. So I thought it was okay to just stick my dick in your face right. type thing. And you're like, this guy is like frat douchebag guy, right? And then you start to see that, oh, no, he's the Aquaman of the team, which you means – You know the story about Aquaman. Which means he's the joke of the team, right? right? So right. there's a little bit of that. So now you see he's got some self-esteem issues involved with that. And he's just trying to puff himself up to be the big man. And then you have – and then he's – you know, he can talk to fish. And so, you know, even though he's like the marketing guy, he's the face of like Ocean World, which is like the Sea World. Yeah. It's like the dolphins there are telling him the horrible conditions. He's like, we need to we need to do something about this. Someone who's in – of course, the bot industries is like, no, you can't do that. You're the face of the thing. You can't be like, right. oh, these guys are doing terrible things to these dolphins. I got to do something right. about it. So then, of course, he tries to save one of the dolphins, which I'm not going to spoil it here, but it does not go well. Yeah, you go ahead and say it. I, mean, I don't care. So he's driving. He's having this nice conversation with the dolphin. And then all of a sudden, I guess, is it like cops or somebody? Yeah, it was a cop. Somebody comes out and like pulls in front because he's trying to run away with this dolphin. So he slams on the brake, and the dolphin's just kind of in like a sling in the back. Right, yeah. Just rockets right through the windshield. But that's not it. That's right. not it. And just goes flying like hundreds of feet into the, you know, into the road. And you're like, oh. And then. A truck. A big Mac truck just blew. <laughs> runs right over the thing. Yo. Like, oh, the poor dog. Yo, the deep was going through some deep shit. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because, right. you know, he did it with the lobster. He was right, and then the lobster, lobster later. But but basically then what happens is the whole, you know, blowjob thing comes out. So the, you know, Vought forces him to make an apology and things like that. And then you kind of are like, okay, he's a dick again because – you can tell he's like just trying to read from the script for this apology and he doesn't really mean it. Right. And then he gets basically transferred to Sandusky, Ohio. Which which is not much crime there at all. <laughs> right. There's nothing. So it's like they've basically, you know. You downgraded. Yeah, they've downgraded him majorly. And yeah, so this so. is a punishment. Yeah. Which, I mean, he and, had it coming. Right. And so you kind of start to feel a little sorry for him that, you know, Yo, that dude he's in this psyche shit. life. Yeah. So, so, I mean, but that's a perfect example is that this is a guy who you're like, this guy's a dick. 
at the same time, he's human. I can kind of feel for him here, you know? Right. So. Yeah, you know, he made and, a mistake. Right, and each of those characters have that. Even even Homelander has a few moments. Yeah, he did. Like when they're telling the story about his, you know... Um, his um child... The, the, about, the, yeah, about about Becca and... Yeah, the, you know, which the, is Butch's wife. Right, the potential child that he had and everything like that. Yeah. It's like you're kind of like... But yeah, they've lied to him his entire life. Right. And then at the same time, you know, the guy, the the, the doctor. doctor who basically raised him in the lab, admits that he was, you know, even though he's the best thing, like the best superhero, he was his biggest mistake. Yeah, because you know what? He was just like a test subject to them. Right. He didn't. He did not show no compassion right. whatsoever. So no compassion. To he didn't have a mother, mother to raise him or whatever. So, which is which is why you know with uh, Stillwell, right, Elizabeth Shue's character, right, they have this very. Are they lovers? Are they friends? Are they coworkers? Oh, mother. Is it his mother? Is it kind of all of it at the same time? It was like a lot of it. Right. So it's a little bit creepy and a little bit weird, but you understand that the reason he's doing that is because he didn't have a mother. Right. So this is his mother figure. But at the same time, he's got a crush on her because he's a guy and he's an adult. And right. So it's, yeah. But you kind of feel for him a little bit there because he wasn't grown up with any love. Right. Yeah. And that's why he's kind of a psychopathic dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. There's no love whatsoever from a mother yeah. or a father. But everything else he does, you're like, this guy is this guy's an awful person. Yeah, that, that when like Superman goes psychotic. Right. And he's a sociopath, a psychopath. I mean, all of the above. Right. You know, once again, you know, that's what if Superman was like that? Oh, we'd be in a hell of a, tr- a hell of world. Maybe in problems, man. Really be problems. Yep. So, I mean, like I said, I like the story arc for different characters, even for Butcher, because you understand where he was coming from, what happened to him Mm -hmm. with his wife and stuff like that. He blames Homelander for her disappearance. Right. Because we learn a little bit later, so obviously we've already spoiled a bunch of things. (laughs) But we learn a little bit later that um, he thinks, well, he believes that Homelander raped his wife. Right. And then all of us, and then just one day she just disappeared. Right. He which, could tell something was wrong, and then all of a sudden she just vanished. Which, you know, Homelander's, Homelander found out later that, you know, like you say, he'd been lied to and stuff like that. He said the baby died. Right. Which So basically, well, the thing I find funny is it's it's maybe the one thing that kind of was a little bit of a slip is that um, when he when Mallory shows him the footage – of right. his wife going into Homelander's office because she works for Vought. No, so, Ma- Mallory works for the CIA. Not, no, not Mallory. The, Becca, his Becca, wife. Becca, right, right. She worked for Vought. Right. And she was like, Homelander wanted her to be his like social media guru. Right, right. So they had a meeting. She was in there for three hours apparently. And you see her go in. And then when she comes in, she's like, uh, oh, comes close. out. She's like half undressed. But even though he had already said that Homelander, he believed Homelander raped her. Right. She didn't look like she was terrified. No, like video. ashamed. So which, yeah, a little bit of shame, shame and like, what do I do? But you would have otherwise thought that if had she been raped, she would have come out and been like a little bit more panicked right. or freaked out or something. But she didn't look, she looked more calm. Right. It's, which to me, it's like if I had watched that footage as her husband, I would have been like, my wife fucking cheated on me. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it looks like. It just looks like she's a little guilty, right. not like yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah not I'm like she had just been assaulted. Yeah, because yeah. she ain't look no. It's no panic whatsoever. No, no, nothing being scared or just you see any tears or nothing. Right. Like she that. just seemed like she was guilty and was like, oh, "What did I just do?" Yeah, yeah. So. You might be right. But back to Mallory because people, if they listening, Mallory was a CIA agent. And she was doing a lot of investigation um, uh, about vaults and the uh, superheroes. So she's seen what Homelander did. She goes a butcher, and she kind of right. trains him. So she and basically stuff recruits him, him to help stuff. her take down the superheroes. Yeah, which didn't turn out too good. No, it did not. No, that, we, you find out later what happened is that Mallory grandkids got evaporated by Homelander. No, 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 no. no, no was it Homelander? She said lamplighter Lamp lit, lit them on fire. And that's right. Yeah. But Burnt the, them to cinders. But see, we haven't seen Lamplighter. Yeah, maybe. we still haven't seen him. We don't know what his deal is. But you know what's the crazy part is? It was. It's like in the book, you see more of the heroes, and they didn't put them in the TV show as of yet. Someone mentioned the name Tech Knight. Like Tech Knight <laughs> oh, is actually uh, Iron Man. You know? Okay. okay. Tell, them, tell them about Tech Knight in the comic Okay. Book. <laughs> well, let's let's kind of step back. Like, <laughs> let's back to the comic. And this is 
part of my issues with the comic, but in the Tech Knight chapter really is going to get into yeah. why I'm not a big fan. And I know it was – it came out like 10 years ago or something, 96 yeah, so. or something yeah. like that, or 2006, no, no. I mean. Uh, I think 2008, that, I think. Somewhere around there in any case. Um, but basically we <laughs> learned there's this – you know, like we see them – stalking another group called the Teenage Kicks. That's right. And basically, they're doing this orgy in a whorehouse. Oh, my God. And you see, like, the, the prostitutes are... Well, basically, they're playing, like, Switch, so they're all, like, running around. It's like, Switch! And then they all switch which prostitutes they're all fucking. And Were they wasn't in Compound V at the time when they were doing well, that? And then the the prostitutes were snorting Compound V. That's he right. thought it was cocaine at first, but it, it was, was blue. Com- uh-huh. Because it's the only way they can keep up with a bunch of superheroes ramming them for, like, <laughs> oh God. 24 hours straight. God, but then, yeah. But then you see, like, so they're all sitting there looking like drugged out, you know, even though they're all naked and stuff. Right. But it's like just, ugh. and then you see the one girl who's like sitting on the toilet and her hand, you know, she's all naked in her hands. She's got blood in her fingers, and you know that came from her genital area. Right. And you're like, you know, yeah, that must be what it like. Oh yeah, that's right. Be fucked by now. a superhero is damn. Yeah. So it's. It's just disturbing. Like I said, not sexy at all, even though it's like all this sex and stuff, debauchery going on. But then you get to the Tech Knight story, basically. Right, right, right. And Tech Knight... (laughs) (laughs) Come on, go ahead. He basically suddenly finds himself infatuated with one of his teammates' teammates' asses when they're flying. (laughs) And just in the middle of, like, flying to a mission, he just goes and tries to, like, fuck that ass. (laughs) And then he starts, like, fucking a chinchilla. Oh, that's right. He fucked anything. Yeah, that's right. Fucking, like, inanimate objects. He tries to fuck the ear of his butler. (laughs) (laughs) He sends it. He's basically like Iron Man and Batman rolled into one because he has, like, kid sidekicks. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he sends his kid sidekick away because he's, like... Like the kid is like working out in front of him, and you just see like the taut ass in the picture, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yo, did he go to the moon? I don't know. I haven't gotten that. Oh, far not, okay. I'm to, it's been a while since I read that book, man. It's, but that's I'm like halfway through that arc. Right. That's where I am right now. He got issues, dude. Yeah, so he's got some serious issues. But in the middle of this, it's like obviously it's exploring a lot of homosexual oh, things yeah. and stuff like this. And the big issue I have is that is with Butcher's character especially is that butcher is always like calling people poofs. Right. Yeah, well, excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use these, but I don't condone this. We don't right, condone, I don't condone it. I don't like using these. Right. My point is that these are very derogatory terms. Right. Yeah. And it made me uncomfortable is that he uses poof and slag and, you know, oh, things yeah, like that all that's, the time. That's an, um, British. Yeah. Right. But then they, but then the, and he, and cunt, but cunt means a little bit different right. in British. Like if you listen to the Ricky Gervais show, oh, right. he says it all the time, but they don't quite mean it the same way we do. Oh, that's why they did. Cause they're British in the, and I'm not, I'm not going off topic when you say it's lag. That's the reason why Transformer never used that anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the reason why. Right, because it's, it's gay bashing, basically, yeah, yeah, is that's what, what it is. is. It's a derogatory term. And, you know, they use the faggot word as well. Right, and, stuff. Right. and I don't like that. Right. But I know as the times were a little bit different 10 years ago, but at the same time, it's eh. And then it tries to play it like it's like, well, he uses these words, but... You know, when he went into the gay club, he was all cool. And, you know, it's like, well, he's indifferent to everybody. He's like, he doesn't care. That's not, you know. And meanwhile, of course, Huey is a little bit like, oh, I'm cool with homosexuals, but I'm very uncomfortable around them. I just don't want to see it, which I think a lot of people are like that. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're cool with it, but don't kiss in my face or whatever, you know. You just don't want to see the – we don't want to see it. Right, so that's a little bit honest, but at the same time, it's like – I just wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah, and that that would have if the violence and all the other stuff hadn't been like, eh, this isn't my cup of tea." Now we're getting to the point where I'm like, I would definitely have you stopped know, reading, reading. You know, you know going point. back to the book, the book actually had like mini series. Yeah, it really it had mini series, man. There they were had, some, yeah. Yeah, hero 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 was one of them. Oh god. By the word, it was crazy. Then you had one by. Is by, that the, that the? Actually, I just heard they they have a plan for that for season three if they get season. Oh, three. really? I just saw that today. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh man, it was like a resort. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was like a resort for an, <laughs> uh, the heroes. A, a weekend orgy for the heroes or whatever. Like, oh yeah. God, I don't think they can go that far with that. Well, he said these. obviously it's going to be you know an entire eight episode series of just like sex going on. So he's like, we had to come up with some twist, but I think I've got it. <laughs> oh really? So we'll see if they get a season three, and if they 
go through with it. Who said that? Evan Goldberg or Rogan? No, the other guy. Um, Eric um, Kreppy? Yes. Yes, him. Yeah, he's, he's also, you know, he created Supernatural. Right. Yeah, it's a, oh, God. Right. So. <laughs> Golly. But, yeah, man, uh, I haven't read that book in a long time, man. And and going back to the book, you know, with the Tech Night thing, man, I I, I kind of like, no, there was one about the gerbil. I'm sorry. You can get to the part with the gerbil yet, have you? Does he put the gerbil up his ass or something? So, okay. oh, yeah. I just was, know about the chinchilla that he fucked the chinchilla and then had to bury it because... How the fuck do you put a dick? Sorry. How the fuck do you put your dick in a chinchilla? Jesus Christ. That's that's the mind of Garth Ennis, man. I don't do. I just don't know, man. But you know, back to the TV show, dude. I um, I really, like I said, I really like the um the fleshing out the characters. Yes. Each character had their moments in the TV series. Even uh, Mother Milk with his, well, we a little bit of Mother Milk. That's that's the black guy named Mother Milk, right? Yeah. We get a little bit of him, his wife and his kid and stuff like right. that, and his relationship with Butcher. You know, he's more he's more of Butcher's um conscience. Yeah, he's the he's like the moral compass of the team. Yeah. Um and you know, he's a family values type guy. He has a family, although he's lying to them the whole time. Right. Now that he's gotten back together with Butcher and um Yeah. But yeah. But, red, but yeah, but you know, like I said, Frenchy have his moments. <laughs> I like the story we were talking to Huey about killing soups. You know, he was in the elevator. He killed this woman. And then how he felt. He said he felt, he didn't feel really anything. He's like, I, I killed the soup. And that was his specialty, how to find a way to kill the soups. Right. You know, which was like ridiculous. But man, when they stuck that damn C4 oh, trans- yeah, okay. Go so ahead, explain it, it Trevor. Trans- <laughs> Translucent is one of the superheroes that they, they get early on in the... In the, like the first two episodes, they manage right. to capture him because he comes after them. Translucent is basically made of a carbon, and so he can kind of use it so he turns invisible because it's the reflection of the light. He's right. not really invisible. Right. But because he's made of carbon, he's also indestructible. So they try a couple things to get through his skin. They shoot him with like that super bullet, and <laughs> it just bounces right off because he's, he's basically indestructible. And so he's kind of taunting them about that. Right. So they they basically prod him back to sleep and shove a yeah, C four. Frenchie's like, wait, he's hard on the outside, soft on the inside. So they shove C four up his ass, Ooh, man. and then with a detonator attached to it. And you can imagine what happened. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Which, of course, is the funny thing is I did read an article, and this was one of the things that stuck with me. I was like, if he's indestructible on the outside, shouldn't it have just kind of like blown up his insides? But he kept his outside shell oh, hole, and he's just been a gooey mess on the inside. But anyway, he'd still died, though. Well, he would have died, but if you can't break the shell from the inside, or the outside, yeah. how can you break it from the inside? And the director actually said, yeah, we know that. We realized. But well, we, we were like, don't let logic get in the way of the cool shot. <laughs> it was a cool <laughs> and shot. And watching him just, like, blow up and just splatter against the wall and Huey was... That's just like the Luke Cage thing, you know right. what I'm saying? The indestructible skin. Right. You know, you could damage him. Can't damage the outside, but the inside you can. And it was... Remember how... In, oh, did you see Luke Cage? I didn't see the first season. Well, you know, even in the comic books... Well, I, you I know, know Luke yeah, Cage. Yeah, so in the comic books, you know, they do that thing. You can't... The unbreakable skin. And same for Translucent, man. But... That is floating the <laughs> my God, man. That, man. Oh, it's just the blood, dude. That the the gore of it, dude, was yeah. just this it's bad. Yeah, when you get to like the gory parts, it's gory. It's like it's violent. When Homelander heat vision beam oh, at, at the end or yeah, Homelander, whenever he just he just kind of moves his head, like you know, the heat vision comes out of his eyes, he just moves his head and just chops people in half, cuts heads off, severs them off. It's just and you know, and and you know what the thing is, man. In this universe, we really do, do not have any super villains. But come to find out later on in the episodes, later on in the series, that Compound V was getting um come getting into like the terrorists, and they were getting hold of it. And the vault wonder how in the hell are they getting hold of this Compound V? Remember, guys, Compound V is giving these people their powers, you know, because the Compound V was given to them at birth, some of them. But then I think Homelander, spoiler, Homelander was actually using the Compound V. He was shipping it around. The he was having A Train ship it. And that's why A Train was running around and ran over Huey's girlfriend. Robin, right. And that's the reason why. Right. And A Train was doing it. You know, 
He trains a damn. He's he's stupid, man. He he's, he is. he's very stupid. But Homelander idea was we need to have, I guess, super villains because well, the the whole part of the plot is that Vought is trying to get. The government. The government, you know, the basically Congress to sign off and allow superheroes to be in the military, which, you know, when you think about it, that's a really bad idea. It is. However, because now Homelander has created terrorist superheroes, now it's like the you only no thing choice. that – Yeah, the only thing that can fight a superhero is another superhero. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you have no choice. So that was very diabolical. Right. And the thing I liked about the plot in general here is that they kept throwing twists at you. And because everybody has a different ambition and everybody has something to hide and everybody has their own, like, dickishness that, you know, you're like, okay, the compound V and now there's a terrorist. Right. Did Vought do that? Was that Elizabeth Shue's character? Oh, nope. It turns out that was Homelander. But her character was like right. that, though. And did did Homelander, you know, actually, like, rape Becca and, oh, then, well, was an and then kill her? Or does it, it turns out it was an affair. And, you got a love child yeah, after that. And then what happened to the baby? And did, who was it who got rid of Becca? So you're like, oh, well, now maybe it wasn't Homelander who killed her. Maybe it was Elizabeth Shue's character that killed her. Wait, maybe she's not dead. <laughs> you know, it's like... Twist after twist of all these, you're always suspecting like, oh, it's totally this, and then no, it's not. It's and someone that's what else I like because about it. yeah, because everybody everybody could have some motivation involved, as far as you know. Yeah, I I totally agree with you on that one, man. And um, I mean, uh, the thing for me is that 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 is that um, with the boys, which um is just regular Joes, you know what I'm saying? They go they going up against fucking soups. Right. No regular person would go up against them. Oh, we forgot about somebody, Queen Maeve. A Queen Maeve, yeah. Yeah, we forgot forgot about her, man. She has issues too. Yeah, Queen Queen Maeve is basically the Wonder Woman of, right. of this of this series. She's um, she's pretty much indestructible, but she's bulletproof as well, like strong. You know, she's the Amazon, you know, goddess basically. And she just kind of comes across as this stern, cold-hearted bitch. Right. And that's her public persona is just she's stern. She's, you know, she's the silent type. She's, you know. Um, but you learn later on, she's kind of broken. Right. Uh, apparently she's had alcoholism. Right. Apparently she had um, apparently she had a lesbian lover. Right. So she's and then we learn at the end when she's talking to Starlight because Starlight starts to rebel against. The vault uh, of, against Vought trying to control her and be like, this is what you need to be. And she, you know, eventually she's just like, no, I want to be who I want to be. Um, and so Maeve tells her that once upon a time she was like Starlight, but she kept giving in and giving in and giving in. And so now this is who she is. So she's like, yo, Starlight, be your own person because I'm already this person. There can't be two of us. So which is not going to work. It's not going to work with Starlight because as she's she's come to the realization she got her self dignity back. She's got she's her, you know what I'm saying. After what happened happened to her, she's learning now. Right. You no, know, and you know she at the fact after Huey told her about Compound V, mm-hmm. and she and and she realized that everything was a lie. Yes. Her mother sold her <laughs> child, right. and and on top of that, she is see you know she's seen from the beginning that. Vought is trying to change her, and she's been trying to fight it, but she has these aspirations to, excuse me, to stay on the seven. And so, at first, she does start to fold to them, but then eventually, she reaches a, reaches a point where she's like, "I just want to do good. I just want to save people." Yeah, and that's what a superhero you know, is supposed to right. do, right? So, she starts to go down the true path. So we'll see how that continues in later seasons, but. Um, I do like her relationship with Huey. They have they have great chemistry, the oh, two of them. Yeah, they do. The the you know the actors for sure. Um, one thing about the compound V though that I was going to mention, and this this is where the plot becomes kind of different, is that in the book, they already know about compound. They already v. do. Yeah, I know. the The boys themselves actually do compound V in order to fight the superheroes. Yes. So they get all jacked up, and then they can beat the living shit out of them <laughs> yeah they do but in this in the series which is an interesting twist is they don't know about compound v they don't use compound v they're basically like just human guys going up a bu- against a bunch of superheroes but who's to say 
and some down the line, one of them might end up getting compound. V- well, you they know, might. The, well, Kimiko already got yeah. it. Yeah, Kimiko already does because yeah. when they found her, she had already. She was one of the terrorists that they were attempting to make. Which, by the way, she was not a terrorist. She it, wasn't really. She was but, forced into right, that. but they didn't necessarily know no, that, no, and no. she was one of the ones they were experimenting on and trying to get. Uh, um, what's his name? The from Sixth Sense, the guy who played. Yeah, uh, shit, the, why can't I remember his, his name? I was with, um, what is his name? And the kid that played Sixth Sense. Since 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 I can't even talk right now. What's his name, man? Oh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, right, he's in this. Yeah, he's he's in this as Mesmer, it, which is <laughs> which is really funny because basically he's a guy who when he touches you he can read your mind. Right, 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 right. So of course he had his own show, which it was a detective show, but it was basically Doogie Howser, MD. <laughs> Only it was like you know whatever his name was, you know Mesmer PD or PD, something right, like that, right, you know. Right. And he was, and so he's he was like the kid, and he's like. You weren't gonna get away from me, because you know that sort of thing. <laughs> Yo, so had, now he's like a grown-up version of that child star, and so. Yo, they had Billy Zane in that man. Yeah, Billy Zane <laughs> playing <laughs> Billy Zane because he's like in the movies with the superheroes. So wow. you see him. So he was in the convention, like all, yeah, you, and know you see how him the, at the con with all the. Uh, you know how the superheroes. Cons, you know how the cons are. You know, you have some actors and actresses who have done shows and the cons of the con circuit and everything like that. But yeah, that was kind of cool to see him in there. Oh. Oh, Butcher did him wrong, dude. Ooh. No, well, he did them wrong. No, I mean, in the but first the way place. he beat him, though. Oh, yeah. But, but you can put it in slow motion. I was looking at it. I'm like, he rammed his head against the damn thing. Uh, yeah. I'm like, God, it was like. Ooh. That was pretty brutal. I was like, oh. Yo, yeah. Ouch. Yo, Butcher is, man, He was he's, he's a brutal guy, but you understand where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, when he had that conversation with Homelander, and Homelander, like, no, you're not even budging. Because he doesn't give a damn. He, he'd rather uh, die yeah, right yeah, here. Right yeah, now. and Homelander kind of respected him. He's yeah. like, damn, you're dark, dude. dude yeah. It's like, you're the one person in this room. It's like, I can hear your heart beating. But you're not but scared. You're, you're not scared of me. You're just angry. You're just, you know. It's, That's the first time you see right. something hurt me. Felt it, that. Right? right. And he's like, you know, I've never been around someone who I don't think is scared of me. It's like, you don't have fear, which means... Whatever I do to you doesn't matter. Which means you probably have a death wish because you're. <laughs> yeah, and Homelander was a, a back. He was all at that. Like, wow, this is something different. I never, I never felt this before or seen nothing like this before. So, I mean, in spoilers, he actually put the light beam, mean the heat being through. <laughs> through uh, oh, that was. Ooh, that was nasty. That was like, they actually showed the whole thing. Oh, they did. Like, oh, though, man. Through her eye sockets. Yeah, just like right through the eye sockets and just like melted I'm, off the front of her face. Like, wow. Yo, he had the most gruesome scenes with the damn light, the, the heat vision, dude. Well, and then it and then it it shows part of his, part of the fact that how powerful he is, and you know what can happen when you put a powerful dude who's not a good guy <laughs> in that position. Oh no, it's just it's awful, man. But you know what, man? Like I said, it's only eight episodes, and like I said, I mean, if I want to, I'm gonna give it a rating. I'm gonna give it a scale through one through five. I give it a five. I give it a five, man, because the comparison to from the book to the TV show, I love the TV show now. I mean, I haven't read the book in years, but like I said, they kind of um, deviate from some of the stuff. They added stuff in the TV series. That- right. The TV show doesn't follow a lot of the plot. It takes like little bits and pieces. Yeah. And, of course, the beginning is pretty much similar with the whole, you know, the guy, Huey's girlfriend right. getting killed by A-Train. Because that's like the impetus that gets him right. Don't angry at soups. Don't the, get me wrong, man. The book is 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 out there, man. I'm mean, what they say about me by reading a book about masturbation and blowjobs and stuff. But it was it's entertaining. That's what it is for me, right? But after watching the television show, I'm like, oh damn, this is. This is one of the best TV series out right now. Right. The television show did well because it was a little tamer. It still kept some of the brutality. Right. But it didn't go overboard with the violence or try to make it excessive and extreme. And that's what I feel like when I read sometimes Garth Ennis's stuff or um, similar, like that whole crossed or whatever shit is, which is just the... Ooh-wee. Yeah, just like the you know chainsaws, who, cutting who, people in half and shit. That? It's like different writers. Oh, okay. I think. It's not always the same writer. Yo, I saw it then. What was it? It was a horse dick or something, man. It was someone. Oh, god. Uh, yeah. It was... It's it's all just like it's. I think vor is the word for it. It's like violent gore. It's um, that's the word, man. 
Ivor, yeah. Ivor. I know they use that when they talk about anime a lot. That oh. sort of oh. those sort of shows which are very like violent and gory oh, like, and what it yeah. Like Van Helsing. I'm not Van Helsing, Helsing and um Drifters. Not even though I don't know. I'm maybe Drifters, but kinda Drifters like is- Kind of a little like Blood Sea. Did you ever see that one where oh. they like they ripped the girl in half and shit like that? Oh. Like that's what I mean. Oh god. Yeah. Where it's they show the brutal gore, like you know the eyeballs popping out and the brains exploding <laughs> no. and the you know. Oh, we gotta talk about it some the, other time. The intestines, just yeah. yeah that's that's, sort of that's thing. another segment, dude. That's another episode. <laughs> but yeah, so they keep some of the brutality, but obviously they keep it TV clean. And then they definitely cut down a lot of the the sex, and the sex, the derogatory terms, terms yeah. the, you know the, which I think it makes it better because, like when I said, when I read Garth Ennis's stuff, I feel like it's it's trying to be edgy, it's trying to push the envelope, and that's fine, but that's not my cup of tea. I feel like they're trying too hard. Right. Well, you know, we have two shows on the TV now, Preacher and this. So, I mean, you got two properties. Right. Right now, I mean, even Preacher is kind of tamed a little bit, I believe. Mm-hmm. I only seen that one or two episodes. But it, what I've seen was okay. I mean, but it's no top the boys, though. No. It's not going to top that. No. Nah. No, whatsoever. So, would you, what do you give it out of a scale of one to five? I'd probably give it a five. Oh, Trevor gives it a five. Okay. I really enjoyed it. That's why I was able to get through it so fast when I had the time. <laughs> okay. So Trevor gives it a five, and I give it a five. You know, and like I said, everybody, if you um, listen to the podcast, like you said, it's been spoilers, spoilers yeah. galore. And, you know, this is our take on it. It's on our opinion. opinion. Right. But the nice thing about the show is that you don't have to read the comic. No. And the show itself is accessible. Yes, it and is. because it's tamed down, it's not one of those ones that's just going to be a niche show that only a few people are going to watch. No, man, because right now, uh, I was looking at the IMDb, man. It was out of 10. It got 9.0. Yeah, it was really well 10. really well made. Yeah, man. Shout out to Seth Rogen. I mean, Seth and um, Evan, man. They they really did And Eric, too. They really did it, man. I mean, they put a pretty good job on it, man. So that's it for the podcast. I know I'm not going to even ask Trevor about his social media account <laughs> whatsoever because he doesn't do – I think he does Twitter every so often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very rarely. Yeah, so every time he's on this show, um, show, he does not say anything but his Twitter account, and he's hardly on that. Unless he's something dealing with anime, I believe. He recently just put something about anime, right? Maybe. I may have retweeted something. Yeah, yeah you're trying to get some contests. Oh, yeah, I man. retweet contests. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're going to give me 100 bucks to buy a figure? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll try. <laughs> Oh, well, guys, you can check me out at um, JustBeingAmos.com and all my social media outlets at JustBeingAmos. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being an Amos.